What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Hashtag No Filter. We are back. It is November, and the weather is finally starting to chill up. It has been way too hot in L.A., and I'm sure everybody in studio today can agree. We have quite a few guests in studio today, and I love it. I can feel all of the energy pumping up. Today's drink of the week is a spiced vanilla pear vodka. And this week's drink is, it's yummy. It's sweet and warm, just like today's guest. We have a very sweet, warm, lovely guest in today. Her name is Sophia Silva, and she is a positive psychology coach and speaker who shares with her audience the knowledge of leading figures to provide a roadmap for people who are interested in leading a life worth living. One of the key concepts of positive psychology, which she's going to teach us about in just a bit. Sophia's passion to help and promote a positive way of life came after her own battle with depression and its debilitating effects which led her to create sophiasilva.org, which people can learn more about her practice. And she has a YouTube channel where she streams video blogs with her tips and advice, interviews, and her series, What the Flow. Please welcome Sophia Silva. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm better now that I have this cocktail with me. <laughs> it's good. Have you? It's, it, it's very light and festive, right? Yeah, it's perfect. I told you it tastes like Thanksgiving. <laughs> How are you I doing? Know. I'm good. Not good after you mentioned Thanksgiving's coming up. <laughs> and that like Christmas is six weeks away. Yeah. And I'm not even ready for it. When Just one happen? step at a time, one day at a time. <laughs> well, you have a pretty impressive resume. You've been featured on everything from like the Huffington Post, Dr. Drew's podcast. You've just been all over the place. Thank you. I've been keeping busy. Yes. Thank you. That's one way to put it. <laughs> 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 so talk to me about this positive psychology. What What is it? So positive psychology shifts the focus to mental wellness. Traditional okay. psychology is always focused on mental illness. So mm-hmm. What's wrong with us? Why do we get sick? And and why are we depressed? Things like that. And it's really beneficial. Don't get me wrong. It's really helpful and we need it. But positive psychology, on the other hand, wants to see how we can be happy. Okay. And what are the things that make us happy and healthy and live really meaningful lives? So what are some of the concrete differences? So instead of focusing on what makes us sick, we would see, okay, what are the factors that would make someone successful? So having really good relationships or one of the things that I really like is being in flow, Okay, which is getting lost in an activity. So you're just, have you ever had that? Probably doing your podcast or anything where you're kind of just in the zone, everything, you lose track of time. There's like no future, no past. You're just into it and you're really enjoying it. It's challenging. Yes. I'm loving it right now. Just sitting here with you. I'm into it. (laughs) Yeah. This cocktail is helping. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) No, I dig it. So what made you want to pursue positive psychology versus like the traditional method of, of, you know, psychology that's the right word (laughs) (laughs) well they complement each other yeah but it was kind of I studied psychology in undergrad so what you call traditional psychology and really the reason why I got into that was because I was diagnosed with depression when I was a teenager so around high school and I had an eating disorder I was self-harming like I was just a mess let's put it that way I was not happy. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to study psychology to figure out why was this happening to me and how I could get better. And it worked. It was really helpful. But one of my professors who was became one of my greatest mentors, uh, Dr. Shari Kuchenbecker, she introduced me to positive psychology. 
And it just clicked with me. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I get to find out how I can live the best life possible and how societies can flourish and people can be happy rather than miserable. So is positive psychology, like, I haven't seen that as a course that you can study in college. Yeah, it's actually one of the fastest or, like, most popular courses around a lot of campuses now, like these health and well-being happiness courses. They're, like, the most popular courses going on. So would you consider... Would you consider yourself a very happy person? Like the <laughs> happiest person in California? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would consider myself really happy, definitely, but it's not always. That's the thing that I think people confuse with positive psychology. It's not about always being happy and just thinking positive thoughts. And I'm right. just so like, do, 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 do yes. about my life. It's really acknowledging that there are bad days and good days and there are tough days and there are just really amazing days but kind of riding the wave and learning from our mistakes learning from the bad days and getting through it without uh resorting to like bad coping mechanisms like i had right. done in the first place right so do you see it as a way so like if somebody has like a negative thought do you challenge it with like a positive thought to kind of move in that direction or is it more of just like let me feel this positive thought let me get through it and and move through with my day it's a combination of things. What I think is the most important is what we call resilience. So okay. uh, if we're having a negative thought or, or something bad happens in our lives, what can we learn from that? Okay. What can we take I away? I like that. So a really good example that someone said to me one day, I always use uh, martial arts descriptions because I'm super into martial arts. <laughs> yeah. So this person had a jujitsu match and okay. they lost it works with, it's like different matches, but they lost one of their matches and won another one. And so he said, you know, it's okay that I lost because I got a private lesson. Okay. So yes. do you catch my yes, drift yes, on yes. that? So, so always looking at, you know, I don't want to say always looking at the positive side of things, yeah. but it's kind of always looking at the benefit that you can get even out of the unfortunate circumstances. Yes. Is that a good way of... Exactly. Okay. So it's like, yeah, it sucks that I lost, but what did I learn from that experience? How can I get better moving forward? Like, let me pick myself back up and do it again Got and it. improve. So how do we address positive psychology and issues with like depression whereas like some psychologists might say oh well, depression's only mental we need medication to treat that how would positive psychology help in that situation so the way that i've used it in my life is uh i still tend to get depressed i was actually like pretty depressed about like oh, a no. couple of weeks ago for like two or three months and i was just in a total funk and i couldn't get out of it but i didn't resort back to the bad habits that I had before. Instead, okay. I empowered myself. So it's about kind of thinking from our strengths. What are we good at? We are capable of doing this. Whereas traditional psychology would maybe say, you're diagnosed with depression, you need medication, there's nothing that right. you can do about it. And that's just what you have. Whereas positive psychology, so it's kind of deficit based. Positive psychology looks at it as, okay, well, yeah, I have this condition or, or whatever's going on with me, but I have the resources within myself to get through it and to get better. And so that's kind of what helps me is, yeah, I'm feeling down, but I know that it's going to go away. I, I'm, I'm doing all the things that I need to do, like hanging out with my friends, you know, talking about what's going on with me, relationships, exercising is crucial, even if it's not like getting me out of it right away, but <laughs> yes. it's maintaining. So would you say it's a more optimistic way of looking at life? Yeah, it's just in a more, to me, it's a more empowering way of looking at life. Okay. As an individual, you have the power and the strength to do things versus no control that. over your life. 
I, okay, so what do you say to people who are like, you know, all that positive thinking, all that, you know, namaste, kumbaya, <laughs> BS, like it's just all it is, is, you know, it's not going to fix your problems. It's not really going to solve anything. What's your response to them? Well, my response is it's actually a better, stronger approach to life. The most successful, healthiest, strongest people are the ones that we study in positive psychology. So what are they doing in their lives? And so we try to find out what they're doing. And this means that this is a better, like a stronger approach. Right. Versus if I'm always sad and depressed, it's like I can't do anything about my life. So why would I even try to do anything about my life? Okay. So I'm reading this new book. It's called, um, it's this new book by Dr. Michael Bennett. I don't know if you've heard of it. It just came out, I think, like in September. It's called Fuck Feelings. And I just found it at the bookstore. I read something. Yes. I read a description about that or what he wrote about it. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Okay. So I just, (laughs) I found it at the bookstore and I just started reading. I want to know what you're what your take on it is because I consider myself to be a fairly positive person. Yeah. I, I always tend to look at, I always tend to lean more to optimism and stay focused on, you know, if there's an unfortunate circumstance, what positive can I, you know, bring to my life or what benefit can this bring me? And with this book, I kind of have noticed more of, I guess, a quote unquote realistic approach to life where it's more of like, you know, you are a person, you do have limitations, you know, you can't always just think your way positively out of a situation. I love that you're saying that because I think a lot of people misunderstand positive psychology and exactly what you said is what a lot of people think. We actually look at it from a realistic point of view. There's this thing we call pessimistic optimism, Mm -hmm. which is... If I want to achieve a goal, let's say I want to run a marathon. Okay. Um, but I'm just like in no shape to run a marathon right now. I'm not just going to go and do it and kill myself. Right. Because I'm a pessimistic optimism. So I understand the things that I need to do in order to train and be able to do that. Like I know what I can and can't do and what right. I need to do in order to achieve what I would want to do in the future. Right. So that's not being unrealistic. Right. So it's not thinking positively out of all of your problem it's more of just empowering yourself and not always looking at life so down and gloomy yeah so if I wanted to run that marathon if I know now like okay I'm in no condition to do it now but here's the optimism I can train beginning today every day to run a little bit farther or a little bit faster until one day I reach that marathon point so that's the pessimism and the optimism working together I like that. So another point in the book that I'm not necessarily sure I agree with is the fact that there's this, a lot of people have this need for self-improvement. And whether it's a book or whether it's some sort of, you know, meditating or a a diet plan or whatever it is, they always want to better themselves. And the book says that there reaches a point where we can't better ourselves. We're going to be as good as we're ever going to get. That's so depressing. Isn't it? That's what I thought. I was reading it and I was like, but I like to self-improve. Don't we want to like have like, isn't that why we went to the moon and we're trying to go to Mars now and we're trying to like invent exactly. new things all the time? Because we, this book that's just part kind of being of human puts you in a bubble and, and it says this is as far as you're ever going to get. And you kind of have to just be OK with that and, and you know, live your life according to and, and understand your capabilities. But I don't know if I like I like self. I believe that we continue to grow and evolve and mature. And there are things that we can continue to learn. And evolution as a society continues to move like we can't just hold that. Yeah. I mean, if there weren't like all these 
inventors and dreamers out there, then how who would be inspiring us and how would we be where we are today? I like that. And there's also, I, I think what the author is probably getting at is that sometimes people try to do things that they're not naturally good at. So, of course, it's going to be difficult right. to achieve something that maybe you're not passionate about and you're not naturally good at. If you're not naturally good at, it's really difficult to be passionate about it. Exactly. And so I think a lot of people get mixed up in in the message that's told by them, by society, by the school or their parents or, or the media of like, this is what you need to do to make money and be popular and be pretty and all these things. But mm -hmm. really, what are your strengths? Let's look at that. What are you naturally good at and you enjoy doing? If you follow that, then you're going to excel in it. Absolutely. What are you? I mean, what are you good at doing that you like to do? I'm good at talking, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're doing. And that's what I'm doing. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be passionate about. It. I think people that work for the money or that work for the status, they're not happy. You know, and right. it, it's not going to fulfill them because there isn't that genuine passion there, and there's no way you can grow at that if you're not willing to continuously do the self-improvement to, right. to get to that point. And I mean, I know what I'm not good at. Like, I'm not good with, like, hand-eye coordination or certain things, so I just don't do it because I'm not good at it. It's just setting myself up for failure. Right. So now let's talk about, like, addiction or, like, eating disorders. Mm -hmm. So with that, there are people that believe that, like, treatment is the only way and you have to do, like, a, a certain amount of treatment or a certain amount of days in rehab in yeah. order to be successful out of that. Do you believe that we may have, like, the capability within ourselves to be able to do that? I think we do. I think in my case, I did need help. I didn't go to an inpatient center, but I did see a nutritionist and a therapist, and I did take antidepressants for a little while. Okay. Um, so I think there's a lot of times where we do need a little extra push. Don't get me wrong. We need that help. We can't do everything on our own. Right. But what I don't like about a lot of, uh, like, quote-unquote rehabs or, or, or certain uh, treatment centers is the focus on you have this condition, I have depression, I have an eating disorder, and I have no control over it. Right. You know, like it's just who I am and that's the end of the day. Whereas for me, that doesn't define me. It's just a right. part of my life. I can deal with it and still live a very healthy, happy, meaningful life. So I like that. There's a place for both, I guess. Yeah, I think you can use treatment as like a stepping stone, but it doesn't necessarily have to be all treatment and you can't necessarily do it all on your own. Yeah. You have to find the balance that works for you. Yeah. I was super happy. Um, we had this conversation a little while ago that my parents actually didn't put me in an inpatient treatment center because I think if I had gone to someplace like that, I would have felt powerless over my situation versus they were like, no, you know, you do need help because I was down in the dumps, but you're right. still going to go to school and still going to do your regular life, which gives you uh, more empowerment. It makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. Absolutely. So what about like everyday work stress? How do we apply a positive psychology approach to that? Yeah, well, we're all stressed out, aren't <laughs> we? <laughs> um, one of the things that I really like to focus on is mindfulness. I've been using that a lot lately, and it can look like a lot of different things. Okay. I've been meditating about 20 minutes almost every day, and it's been shown in positive psychology and in all the studies about meditation that it's actually what it does for your brain and your body is incredible. And I've noticed a change in myself. And throughout the day, periodically, I focus on my breathing. Okay. So so what is meditation to you first? Because, I mean, everybody has a different... I Some know. people think that meditation is just, like, closing themselves off and closing their eyes and, like, 
being zen for an hour. Yeah. So I really encourage people to kind of find their own way. I've done different kinds of meditation through with different people, different centers, different styles. And I've actually found that the thing that works best for me is just laying down in my bed and kind of doing my own breathing exercises and focusing on whatever I want to focus on for that day. But it's really just quieting down your mind okay, and finding ways to so I like I like to focus on the ocean, like the tides coming in and out. And then once I'm relaxed, I can start focusing on other things if I need more energy or more relaxation. Like I just start kind of asking for it. I like that. Yeah. So what okay, now what do you think? This is a little off topic, but what is your what do you think of like the secret and how people use like these positive thoughts and these dream boards to kind of attract everything and they kind of don't really want to put in the work, they just want to believe it and attract it. I love that you're bringing it up. I love it because a lot of people, positive psychology tries to stay away from that. Right. Because we see ourselves as a science and that's okay. technically not a science. But I actually believe in the secret. Okay. Because I do believe that if you surround yourself with the things that you want, be it reality or an idea because you don't have it yet, but if you're constantly surrounded by what you want, you're going to achieve that because it's always in your mind. Yeah. You attract what you're thinking. If you're always thinking negative thoughts and you're around negative people, then you're going to be a negative person. Exactly. I agree with that because I, I think the misinterpretation there is that it's only a thought in your head and that's it. And you just wish for it to happen and it's magically going to happen. And that's not the reality of what the secret is. You know, it's about attracting it in a... but. It's like if you think about this and you surround yourself with these situations, naturally, due to your passion and your persistence, you're going to get it. It's not just going to happen because it's a thought in your head. Right. And if you're surrounding yourself with people that believe that way, well, we know from positive psychology that social relationships are one of the number one things that make people happy. So if you're around positive people, then you're surrounding yourself with that and you're going to be more positive. So it makes sense intuitively. And I actually have have a... Board. A dream board, a yeah, vision board. I do. I use it, so it works. <laughs> I like it. I do. I do too. I don't have an actual board, um, but I have my own ways of attracting. <laughs> of attracting what I want. Um, I, I write it down, um, and I oh, make that lists. Helps. Yeah, I, I get a little OCD, but I like to make lists and like. <laughs> I do that too. It's so bad. <laughs> Sometimes it's good. <laughs> okay, so talk to me about um, your video cast. What the flow? What is it? Where can people find it? T- give me all the details. So What the Flow is going to be available on my website, sophiasilva.org. And we bring on a wide range of people really to talk about all sorts of health and wellness and personal development issues. So I want to attack it from a lot of different points of view. I bring on uh, uh, someone who talks about how living your best life, which is she considers it a 10 plus life. I bring on someone who talks about dieting and why it doesn't work. I bring on people who specialize in toxic relationships, uh, exercising. I really attack it from all points of view because I think one thing is going to resonate with someone and something else might resonate too. And it's really a holistic – our life is made up of multiple pieces. So is it, quote-unquote, attacking the myths and trying to poke holes in certain – um, self-improvement methods, or is it more about exploring them and learning more about them? It's more exploration. Okay. And we titled it What the Flow because it's based on the theory of flow and positive psychology. And with flow, if your life isn't exactly where you want it to be or, or if certain areas of your life aren't doing so well, it's going to be more difficult for you to actually get into that flow state. You kind of have to come from a piece, place of 
health and well-being right. in order to be able to enter that. So this show helps to do that because we're kind of attacking that from all different points of view. I like that. So, and what what made you decide to start with the flow? Because like, I just what inspired you? <laughs> I mean, did you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to start a show called What the Flow? Well, How did that idea come from conception to development? Well, the whole idea for the work that I do in general was because of what I had been through and how I discovered positive psychology. And okay. it really helped me in my life. I, When I started studying positive psychology, I literally started applying everything that was in the books <laughs> to my life. Like I was a living, breathing experiment. Okay. And so I felt this transformation. And so... I always wanted to study psychology in general to help other people. I thought, you know what, if I can help anybody else who is in my situation who is depressed or has an eating disorder, I'm good. Or if I can help prevent it, it's even better. And so that's why I started video blogging and interviewing people, and that's how What the Flow came about, essentially. So do you, I, I take it you're a big believer in like the whole new media movement? Yeah. With videos and podcasting and all that? Yeah, because you know what happened? I So I got my master's in positive psychology, mm-hmm. and it's... It was great. I love it. But it's so like academia is so kind of shut off and there's so much research and it doesn't leave there. Mm -hmm. So I have that information. Cool. But how can I share it with as many people as possible? How can I can I reach a wide range of people to help them? And so media is a pretty good way, I think. Absolutely. Best way I've found so far. (laughs) So are you big on social media? Yeah, I like to kind of share my little blurbs and thoughts and everything I do on social media and get people engaged. I like it. So where can people watch What the Flow? So they can watch it on my website, sophiasilva.org. And they can just follow me on social media. All my handles are at sophiasilva.org. And and, and there are episodes available now that people can watch? They're not available yet. We're actually when gonna, does it come out? Yeah, first week of January. So I actually want to launch it as like a New Year's resolution thing to help people with oh. their New Year's resolutions. But oh. not like what people normally think of as like, oh, I'm going to just go on a diet and lose weight. <laughs> so what are the things that are going to last that are really going to help you? So what was your New Year's resolution for this year and did you follow it? I actually don't really I don't do New Year's resolutions. Oh, you don't resolutions. do resolutions. So what's your take on a resolution? Like the fact that people make these up every year. So that's why I want to do this show and release it at that time because it's a lifestyle in my opinion. It's not like I'm just going to do this diet and lose weight because that's not realistic. Absolutely. So really my resolution is always to be as happy as I can be. I like and that. if this show can help other people live happy, meaningful lives and actually pursue the things that are really important and that are really going to genuinely make them happy, then that's what I want. I like that. One thing I like to do is set like a daily goal, mm-hmm. like something. And it, it's not sometimes it's concrete and sometimes it's just to to positively get through the day. Do you like that idea? <laughs> I'm going to run all my, my – is this good? No, I like I? that idea. I love that idea. I, I think that's a perfect way to go about it. If you – I do it a little bit differently because I have a lot of things that I like to do. But if it's like a daily goal and that's what you want to do, then that helps. As long as there's a realistic goal that you can achieve and that it's not just, oh, I want to make a bunch of money because... I'm going to make a million dollars at the end of the day. (laughs) Because that could be someone's goal, right? It could be someone's goal, like, I want to make a million dollars. I want to be a millionaire. But is that really going to make you happy? Right. Oh, okay. So our goal should be to what we believe will make us happy. Yeah. So... 
yeah, so one of my goals, I always want to be healthy because I know that if if I'm healthy, then I then I'm happy because I feel good, right? And I can I can work and be with my friends and and be flourishing essentially. I like that. So is a do you think a a busy social life has a big impact on that? It can, but it depends. So, I mean, you could have a really busy social life and a lot of friends, but it could be empty because it could be a lot of just big parties and just for showing off and people that aren't truly your friends. Or you could have a big social life with maybe just a few friends or just a really good group of people that you know are going to be there, that you can actually talk to them about when you're having a good day and a bad day. You know, those people that you can actually tell Trust. them. yeah. Yeah. And that are going to uplift you and motivate you. Yeah, they're not going to judge you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, so is there any way to use positive psychology in our relationships and friendships or to apply that to our, our different types of relationships? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think in relationships, it's really about finding people who are kind of have similar interests as you okay. and who are going to be a support net for you. Because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. We need a support net, be it our family, our friends, or our significant other. Someone that maybe someone wants to get in a relationship because this person has a lot of money or they're very attractive, but is that really going to help you? Like, right. are you really going to be happy or, or are you just going to be self-conscious the whole time because this person is so attractive that you're worried that they're going to go out and find someone else or that... You don't look good enough for them. You know what I mean? Versus being with someone that genuinely cares about you, even when you roll out of bed and look like a mess. You know what I mean? Yes, or when you're not having your best day and you're not like they're going to stick by your side and support you. I like that. That's what's really important. I think that's what people should be looking for in all sorts of relationships. Okay. Now, last question. I want you to think back to Sophia when you just left high school, just entering college. Oh. You're a young adult. What's one piece of advice that you wish somebody would have given you at that time? This is a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you think, huh? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'd kind of wrap up a lot of the stuff that I said. <laughs> but just be yourself. Like, be genuine, be authentic, be who you are, because that was a big mistake that I made in high school. And I think that was a big part of what kind of led me down the wrong path was I I seemed like a very happy person. I had everything going for me. Like I was the cheerleader. I was like this and that, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't happy with myself. I was miserable. And but now it's not like that. I, I, I come from a place where I know who I am and I know what I want and I, I and I seek that out around me. So so be authentic, because when you are authentic and you speak your mind and you, you live by what you believe is your moral compass, your internal moral compass, then people will like you for who you are and you'll be happy and you'll have a meaningful life like you can't go wrong. Absolutely. See, that wasn't such a hard question. You nailed that one. I just one. had to like get into it. I had to think about it a little. <laughs> I love it. And one more time, what are your social media handles for everybody to follow you at? Yeah, it's at Sophia Silva Org. And that's for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Perfect. And your website is sophiasilva.org. Yeah, they all kind of just match. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky with that. I love it. It makes it easy. Yeah. I hate when everybody has like all these different handles and then they can't remember them and then I have to remember them. And I'm like, <laughs> like oh. It's hard <laughs> nowadays. Searching. Everything's I taken. I know. 
Well, thank you so much, Sophia, for, for joining me on Hashtag No Filter. Thank you for having me. Of course. Everybody, go to sophiasilva.org. Be sure to follow her at sophiasilva.org on all social media platforms. Follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. And don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter every Wednesday on iTunes. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. 